This is the Jay Healthy Podcast. Thursday, December 5th, 2013. A lot in today has been a while. Second show. A lot to talk about today. I'm excited. First of all, Jameis Winston, accused of sexual assault, has been cleared of all charges. He will play the remainder of the season pending injury or illness. This is huge for college football because now we have pretty much a clear-cut Heisman favorite. We don't have to give it to Jordan Lynch anymore. Um, Duke fans aren't very happy about it. But in all coming back, if you don't like Florida State, you didn't want to see this kid go under like that. And we all can think what we want, whether that's think we, we think he did it. There's a difference between knowing and thinking. We don't know anything. Us, as followers of the sport of college football and its players, we don't know anything. We think a lot of things. Like, we thought Alabama was going to beat Auburn. We'll get to that later. Jameis Winston, in interviews, that's all we know about him. And what he does on the field. We don't know him personally, unless you're involved in the program of Florida State. We don't know him. We don't, we don't know anything. We think we do. We think because we see his interviews, and he seems like a good kid. He does. And I'm not saying he's not. I am not saying he's not a good kid. I'm just saying... We don't know anything about any of these players. We don't. And we probably never will. Unless you become tied to the Florida State program or any program in college football or pro football or any sort of program with athletes that you, the fans, follow, we're not going to know anything about these people. We don't know how they act when they're not on front of a camera or a microphone. We just don't know. We can assume, because they're not getting into trouble, that they are good kids. And that's 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 probably true. It's probably true. He's probably a good kid. And he's probably being wrongfully accused. He probably just had a just at a party with this girl. And things went things went down that road. It just surprises me. And I'm not saying she, I'm not, I'm not saying this or that. I'm not going to express my opinion right now until I really, I really don't know. And I'm never going to know. No one's ever going to know. Not saying he did or he didn't. I personally don't know. And none of us do. It just surprises me that he was accused in December of 2012, one year ago. Or any of us knew about him. We had no idea who Jameis Winston was until that game against Pitt. His first game where I think he only incompleted one or two passes. <laughs> and it surprises me as soon as we start talking about famous Jameis, this comes out again. And I didn't think anything was going to come of it. I was a little shocked that the they started investigating again because it was closed 
in December. The, the case was closed. So that is all I'm going to get to that. I just, I'm so excited about college football. I love this time of year. It's my favorite time of year. Conference championships are, are great. They're awesome. Especially last year, you had the SEC National Championship playing between Georgia and Alabama, which was, I think, the greatest college football game until this Saturday, last Saturday, between Auburn and Alabama. Folks, I'm going to talk right now about the Iron Bowl. What a game. Uh, Alabama favored by 10, and they lost by 6. I, I was so... When, when Auburn first scored that touchdown, I wasn't too surprised. I, I was a little surprised Alabama gave up that big of a play because they're such a dynamic defense. What surprised me the most, Alabama is so good at burying teams. They had Auburn up. They had Auburn down 21-7. to At this point, I'm thinking, okay, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to be exactly like it was. 21 to 7, and all Alabama was just going to keep shutting them down. They're a one dimensional, Auburn is a one dimensional rush team. They just rush. They can't throw that well. They've got a, a corner playing quarterback. So, you know, Alabama, I could not believe they were giving up so many yards on the ground. That's their specialty. If anything, their weakness is in the secondary. Not at all that I think they were going to struggle stopping the run, which is why I thought they would win by a lot. It was it was brilliant by Auburn. Hats off to Auburn for, for beating Alabama. Absolutely unbelievable. And Alabama had them on that, on that I'm going to be honest, on that 99-yard touchdown pass by A.J. McCarron, to, uh, to Cooper, I thought, give him the Heisman because of that play. It's a Heisman moment at the point, at the time. Well, here comes Auburn. Auburn stormed back, and they scored on a play where you could say he was over the line, but he wasn't. And I saw Alabama... They were they weren't I, I honestly think AJ McCarron wasn't given enough opportunities to have the game in his hand. I saw running plays on that last drive. You don't need to run the ball. I, that's I didn't that's the only thing I, I couldn't believe. Why are you running the ball? There's under a minute to go. You've got a senior quarterback who's been the MVP of two national championships now. He doesn't ever throw interceptions on rare occasions. And it's like you gotta give this, you gotta put the ball in this kid's hands, and you gotta let him make plays. And, and honestly, they didn't do it. They didn't. They don't. I think AJ McCarron is held back so bad. That's why his stats aren't huge. He could be a dynamic passer. You gotta let him throw. And I, and I know that's Alabama's game. They like to run the ball. I get it. I get it. I get the running game, and it works. It didn't work on Saturday. And they and he did put him in, I wouldn't say field goal 
range. I'd say a, it's a long shot, which it was, obviously. And um, when they were reviewing for that one second, uh, I, could, I could just thinking, you know, let's stop this. Go to overtime. It, it's going to be a long field goal. You're probably not going to make it. I honestly thought they were going to hail Mary. And I didn't think, that the, due to the kicking all game, the kicking was a story of why Alabama lost this game. Well, it's not just that, but that was the main key of why Alabama did lose. They couldn't make field goals. Just like the LSU game in, uh, back in uh, 2011, I believe. Alabama couldn't make kicks in that game. They lost. They got to the national championship and rematch LSU. They made kicks. They won. They couldn't kick field goals. When I see them bring in a guy who's kicked two career field goals, two attempts, one has been made by him. And I don't care if he makes it in practice from 60 yards. This is not practice. This is a, a, a horrific Auburn crowd screaming at the top of their lungs in a game that's going to send you to the national championships, perhaps. Or the SEC championship, excuse me. You, you can't ask a kid to do that from 56 yards. I knew he was going to miss. I didn't think it would be return for a touchdown. And I'm going to get to that. I sat, all right, I was watching this game with a lot of friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, wow, they're kicking a field goal. Well, if they make it, this kid's going to be a hero. If they miss, eh, whatever. We went overtime. And I saw it, and I saw that I thought it was going to go in, and then I saw that it was short, and I saw Davis catch the ball. I'm like, all right, cool, overtime. I look away for a minute, and I, I hear people so start saying, oh, here we go. I look back at the TV, and he had just gotten past the last guy. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. It was fantastic. I know. I don't. I, I hate uh, the way the Georgia game ended. Those of you who know me, you know what I'm talking about. But I gotta say, if you're an Alabama fan, the, the Georgia game was nothing, man. I, I can only imagine. Uh, oh man, that's devastating. That is such a devastating loss. Uh, Alabama was just watching this guy literally steal their third straight national championship away from them. He's running away from them. And what are you doing standing over on the left side of the field? They had to prepare for this guy to run back. They had to know, okay, this is a long field goal. He could be short. Let's prepare for a return. This guy, this guy's got some speed. We know. You got to know. He's, he's going to try and run it back. And he identified it. Davis saw, these guys are on the other side of the field. I'm going all the way to the left. And what she did. And he just blew past him. There wasn't a guy on that field for Alabama that could catch him. Not one. And, and that's what surprised me. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, it's like Auburn said, we're going we're gonna to run this back. It's like they knew it. They looked so prepared to do it. They had guys blocking before the kick landed. In his hands. And I was sitting there, couldn't believe what I just saw. One of the greatest endings to any college football, it's the greatest ending to any college football game I've ever seen. I've ever seen. 
Better than Texas or UC, USC in the national championship. Obviously better than LSU Alabama from a couple of years ago. I don't think that game could touch this game. This was this was great. And I went to the LSU-Georgia game. That's got nothing on this game. And I thought that game was unbelievable, which it was at the time. Doesn't really mean much now. But wow. That iron ball will be remembered unless I'm going to talk about this later. I'm going to talk about this right after uh, my next topic. An iron ball rematch, ladies and gentlemen. I've been thinking about it. I thought about it as soon as that game ended. I thought, that might not be the last time they see each other this season. Oh, what a weekend. What a weekend of college football. This is what why we watch. That's why we watch. Auburn. Hats off. They were ready to go. They were ready to beat Alabama. And I didn't think it was going to be a good game. I didn't. I was wrong. We were a lot of us were wrong. I can't believe they were 10-point favorites after watching the game. I mean, it's like Alabama couldn't couldn't stop their running attack, rushing attack, which is unbelievable. A Nick Saban coach team couldn't stop that running game. Georgia. I know Georgia lost on a flip-up Hail Mary from heaven and above. But Georgia stopped that running game toward the end of the game. Auburn couldn't do anything. All right, that's enough of the Iron Bowl. Let's uh, let's move topics. And that topic is something I am very serious about. And that's about teams that are undefeated but have not been challenged by, by an opponent of their caliber or above. And you all know who I'm talking about. No, not Northern Illinois. I don't care about them. I'm talking about, yes, Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes. I can't stand this situation. I was so hoping it wouldn't happen. I wanted Alabama to beat Auburn. Just so I didn't have to see Ohio State in the national championship. And folks, I'm here to tell you, it's probably going to happen. Ohio State has is twelve and zero. Without playing a serviceable opponent, ladies and gentlemen, Ohio State schedule: Buffalo, San Diego State, Cal, Florida A and M, home against Wisconsin, Northwestern. Iowa, Penn State, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. The Buffalo game. They won by 20 points. Buffalo scored 20 points. San Diego State. Who cares? Cal put up 34. Florida A&M. Give me a break. Give me a break. You're scheduling Florida A&M. Give me a break. Home against Wisconsin. Struggled. Wisconsin is terrible. They're terrible. 
They lost to Penn State, lady. They lost to Penn State. And really? The Big Ten is such a joke. And all you Big Ten fans out there, give me a break. If you think, if you honestly think Ohio State fans that they belong in the national championship, you struggled against Northwestern. I don't care if they were ranked 16 at the time. Look at their record. They didn't make a bowl game this year. They're at one Big Ten win this year. I don't uh, give me a break. They were ranked 16th. They were ranked 16th at the time, says Ohio State Buckeye fan. Yes, sir, they were. They had wins against Cal, Syracuse, Western Michigan, and Maine before that game. And they almost beat Ohio State. They went on to lose bad to Wisconsin. They lost to Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Michigan, and Michigan State until finally beating Illinois, who hasn't won a Big Ten game since 2009. Folks, actually, they won one this year against Purdue. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Illinois fans. Excuse me. you you got to be joking. This schedule. you got to be joking. So, you can all just agree. You can all just understand Ohio State does not belong. They don't even belong near the national championship conversation. Undefeated means nothing. Notre Dame went undefeated last year. Look what happened. And you're all going to say Florida State's schedule isn't so good. Yeah, well, Florida State hasn't had a close game all year. Their closest game was against Boston College, and it was a 14-point game. After that, they beat Maryland 63 to nothing. All right, at Clemson, ladies and gentlemen, at Clemson, 51 to 14. They beat Miami 41 to 14. Miami was playing very good football at the time. They have a weak schedule. I'm not not saying they don't. But at least they played a quality team or two. Ohio State? No, sir. You got to be joking with the schedule. And to put them at number two and to say they belong there? No, sir. No way. I still think Alabama belongs in front of. Here's, I think, the BCS rankings. Here's my rankings, ladies. Here's my rankings. I think Florida State belongs at number one because they are undefeated and they are very, very good. The Florida State, Auburn. Alabama, Missouri, then Ohio State. Because then you got Oklahoma State, Stanford, and all these teams. Jesus, give me a break. 12 and 0 means something. Did it mean anything when Notre Dame got squashed in front of the whole nation in Miami against Alabama? Yeah, that's, I'm, gar- I'm going to guarantee you that's what's going to happen to Ohio State if they win this Saturday, which I pray they don't. And I'm not, it's not, I'm not necessarily pro-SEC. I'm saying, look at the SEC. Who's challenging them? Auburn's got one loss this year, 
and that was to LSU when LSU was playing very good football and Auburn wasn't playing that well. Auburn didn't lose a game after that. They beat Ole Miss. They beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M. They beat Georgia. And they beat number one Alabama. If they beat Missouri, it would be a shame if they don't go in the national championship. I don't want to hear it from Ohio State. Even Missouri. I think even Missouri wins. I think Missouri goes. Or should go. Missouri is uh, arguably should probably be undefeated right now. South Carolina in overtime. They lost. They had South Carolina on their heels. So they are an overtime away and South Carolina is a very good team. Very good team. The SEC. I think, honestly, I think there's so many teams, <clears throat> even not even in the SEC, outside the SEC. Let's go Clemson. Clemson. Clemson, Florida State. All could beat Ohio State. Clemson, Florida State. Let's go to the SEC. Georgia, South, South Carolina. I think Ole Miss could beat them. Texas A&M, Auburn, Alabama. Give me a break. LSU could beat them. Mississippi State would give them a game. Northwestern did. Northwestern didn't make a bowl game. And honestly, that might be Ohio State's biggest win. They beat they, they let Michigan score 41 points. They scored 41 points in all of November. So that's that's where I stand with Ohio State. I do not think they belong in the national championship. Not even if they beat Michigan State. I don't care. Look who Auburn's beaten. Look who Missouri's beaten. Those two teams, one of the winner of the game, SEC Championship belongs in the national title. Moving on to the BCS selection. <clears throat> this is not gonna happen. I'm just I'm just expressing my opinion. I think if Ohio State wins, they're gonna go. I just that's just the way it's gonna happen, I think. I don't think the voters are gonna put uh, a one-loss team ahead of an undefeated team, which is unbelievable. I didn't even think Notre Dame belonged in it last year. And they're the only undefeated team besides Northern Illinois. I thought maybe, you know, Oregon or Stanford belonged against Alabama. I think that would have been a better game. Notre Dame didn't even match up. Moving on. All right. <clears throat> BCS selection show. <sighs> last one. It's the last one. Isn't it great? It's the last BCS selection show. It's here. One more year. Wouldn't that be great if it was this year? That'd be perfect. <laughs> you'd have you'd have Florida State playing Alabama, and you'd have probably Ohio State playing the winner of the SEC championship. That would be unbelievable. Get ready, folks. We got ten years of this. And then maybe maybe after that, we'll have eight teams. Wouldn't that be... Oh, get me excited. Anyway, <clears throat> the BCS election show. Ladies and gentlemen, there's two possible scenarios that have been expressed I've been hearing about. Not only I've read, I've heard from Brad Edwards on ESPN. He says, there's two scenarios 
where Alabama would rematch Auburn. He says the more likely one is the Sugar Bowl. And for that to happen, Ohio State and Florida State both have to win, which is very likely. Auburn has to win. And Northern Illinois has to lose tonight in the MAC championship against Bowling Green. That's that's one scenario. Here's the better scenario and the more unlikely scenario. But it's possible. It's not out of the question. <clears throat> the key here, Duke has to lose to Florida State. And hang on a second. Give Duke some props. They've had a tremendous season. And they know they can they do not need to be taken lightly. They're a ten win team. With wins over Miami and Virginia Tech, while Virginia Tech was playing very good football. This was in Virginia Tech. Duke can play some football. They can play some football. I am so interested to see that game because I really <clears throat> my heart wants Duke to win, but my brain knows Florida State's probably going to beat him by, by 40. But it's college football. Anything can happen. You never know. If Duke beats Florida State, if, it's a big if, and, and there's literally like only one way this can happen. And Duke's got to control the time of possession. They've got to win the turnover battle. And they've got to put some points on the board. And they've got to, when they have to, stop Florida State on third down. They've got to get its crucial stops. This game is a long shot for Duke. But it's possible. It's not out of the question. They're there. They can, they can compete. They're there. They have the opportunity. It's right there. It's going to be very tough. I just don't see it happening. Florida State's a 29-point favorite, which I think is a little bit too much. But they are a 29-point favorite. I know they're probably going to cover it. They're probably going to win. And uh, if Duke, say, Duke upsets Florida State, that's going to be a monumental upset in the history of college football. Duke football has been relevant for years. In the middle of the season, they're the last team we thought were going to go. Miami was playing great. We thought it was going to be Florida State-Miami rematch. Miami slipped off the map. Duke beat them. Duke beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was playing very well when they beat them. They were ranked 13th, and they were... They were playing very, very good football. Duke beat a quality Virginia Tech team at the time. They beat Miami. They struggled early in the season. They lost two games. Haven't lost since. So, great stuff from Duke this year. I'm so happy for them. I don't think, my prediction is they're going to lose. I think it's going to be like 41 to 10. <clears throat> but, but, if they are to lose, Florida State being, but Ohio State is to lose, 
Whoa. Say Auburn wins. That sets up an Iron Bowl rematch in Pasadena. Wouldn't that be something? That would be the most hyped game in recent memory. I think it's bigger, bigger than LSU-Alabama. Way bigger. The game was better this year. The upset was bigger. There wasn't an upset back in that game. Most of us thought LSU was going to win. And then when Alabama got back there, we were a little iffy. You don't want to play Alabama twice. That's why Auburn is praying. Only one of y'all lose. And that sets them up to get in. <clears throat> don't count Missouri out either. Missouri's great. They're great. They should probably be undefeated. They're a great team. And they've got big receivers. Huge. I think their shortest one is 6'4". They're great. I'll give my predictions later. This is just what this is just interesting things to think about. So Michigan State beats Ohio State, which is possible. I I don't know. I think it, uh, we'll see. And Duke's got to beat Florida State. That's a stretch, but it can happen. Auburn wins, and it's going to be Auburn and Alabama. And wow, wouldn't that be great? Great stuff. But, but, that could, that could hurt. The game that we all saw on Saturday, one of the greatest games, it wouldn't would matter, wouldn't it? Would it matter? Would it still matter? No. If, if Alabama is to win in this rematch, it won't matter. That game will be irrelevant. I mean, what, what can you say? Well, we beat uh, Alabama on a last-second, amazing, monumental upset victory. Well, we beat you guys in the national championship. See there? It's over. <laughs> it just overshadows everything. And then it is no longer really seen. We'll probably never hear it again. Now, I'm just, this is all hypothetical. Hypothetically speaking... I don't, I don't believe this will happen. I hope it does. I really do. I really, I would be so intrigued to see an Iron Bowl rematch. That would be a very, very cool. And it'd be a great ending to the BCS. All right. Here are my predictions. This weekend. And my BCS predictions. All right, let's start with the ACC championship. <clears throat> I know I said uh, Duke's got a shot, but here's my prediction. I think it's going to be Florida State, 41-10. to 10. Florida State goes to the national championship. I don't think Duke's got the, the talent to, to beat Florida State. Not yet. Enough. We'll see. So, all right. Uh, let's, uh, sorry, it's not Thursday night, uh, MAC championship, Friday night, MAC championship, Northern Illinois bowling grand, I think Northern Illinois wins, <clears throat> and they, uh, I think they go to the Fiesta Bowl, which I think is unbelievable, they haven't played anybody all year, but that's for another time, all right, 
the, the American Athletic Conference champion will be UCF. They're going to beat SMU. It's, uh, I am so happy for UCF. They have had such a season with uh, a near upset over South Carolina and a win over Louisville. They've had a great team. They're a good team. They're a good team. They're going to challenge whoever they play, which I, I believe will be uh, Oklahoma State. <clears throat> I think Baylor beats Texas, but I think Oklahoma State wins against Oklahoma by a significant amount. So I think Oklahoma State plays Northern Illinois in the Fiesta Bowl. That's prediction number one for BCS Bowls. The Big Ten is interesting. Um, Michigan State's probably in a win-win. It doesn't matter if they lose. That's why I, I believe... Uh, they feel like they, they really don't have anything to lose. They, they got the Rose Bowl either way. They lose, they're going to the Rose Bowl. The 100th Rose Bowl. They're taking a Big Ten team. I don't want to hear if Ohio State smashes them. Uh, they're going to pick somebody else. No, they're going to take Michigan State. They're going to take a Big Ten team. It's the 100th Rose Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to take a Big Ten team. And they will play... They will play Arizona State. Yes, Arizona State. I think Arizona State is going to beat Stanford. I don't think Stanford is very good. I know they beat Oregon, but Arizona beat Oregon. And Oregon State nearly beat them. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a bold prediction, but it's in Tempe. That's a tough place to play. Stanford lost to Utah. And USC. So that's that's what I think is gonna happen there. Um, Rose Bowl, Michigan State versus. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't predict um, the Big Ten championship game. Mm, I want Michigan State to win, but I think Ohio State's gonna win. I don't think they're gonna lose Michigan State. I don't think Michigan State that good. I think they have an overrated defense, and I think they're gonna get exposed bad. I think Ohio State's just. A little bit better than all the Big Ten teams. But I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, and I'm, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it's Michigan State and uh, Arizona State. So that's going to obviously set up a Florida State, Ohio State National Championship, unfortunately. And, um, uh, so that's going to mean uh, Auburn, uh, that's going to bring up Auburn and Missouri. And my prediction, teams don't usually play well after monumental victories. It's just the way it is. That's why I think Missouri's going to win. They're really under the radar, unbelievably. They're, they should be undefeated. And they're un- under the radar. No one's talking about them. I think they're going to beat Auburn. I think they're going to beat Auburn. So I think Missouri beats Auburn. And that's going to set up Missouri, UCF, and the Sugar Bowl. All right. <clears throat> Orange Bowl. This is interesting. The Orange Bowl, does the ACC have a team that could get in? And I think the answer is no. No. <clears throat> no. But I could be wrong. And that's why I believe, unfortunately, 
I think Clemson's going to get in, and I think they're going to play Alabama. That's a bad matchup. So, the BCS Bowls this year aren't so good. You got National Championship, Florida State, and um, Ohio State. I think Florida State wins by a, a lot. And then you got the Rose Bowl with Arizona State and Michigan State. That might be a good game. Clemson and Alabama? No. Missouri, UCF? Probably not. And um, Oklahoma State and Northern Illinois? Well, you saw what Northern Illinois did last year in the Orange Bowl with Florida State. They couldn't even compete. So, no. I don't want to hire these BCS busters. I can't wait for next year. No more of that stuff. Who cares? I used to be a big fan of the BCS busters. I used to be a huge fan of Boise State. I wanted them to play in the national championship, and now it's just a burden, you know. These these teams don't play anybody. They don't play anybody. I don't know why it's going to get beat by 30. Watch. All right, switching to the, over to the NFL now. Talking the NFL. We watched uh, Monday Night Football, Saints, and Seahawks. Seahawks sent a powerful message that they are clear-cut the favorite. Now that they are inching so much closer to home field advantage, you see how so difficult it is to play in that stadium. It's so loud. They keep setting decibel records every week. It's just so loud. And it's not just that. It's cold. It was rainy. Drew Brees was uncomfortable. The whole game he was uncomfortable. Russell Wilson, he's fine. And that's because he, he grew up playing, I know, he grew up playing in Wisconsin. It's cold there. Playing in Seattle, he's okay. Same with, uh, speaking of cold weather quarterbacks, that's who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. The Super Bowl being in, in New York City. Hey, man, you have a chance. You have a chance. Even if he gets there. You saw what happened in New England. He cannot play in cold weather. And that's not a knock on Peyton Manning. Some guys just can't. He grew up in the South. He grew up in a he grew up playing in a dome in uh, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Favorite, not really cold weather there. Not like it is up there up north. He doesn't know, and it's not his fault. If the Super Bowl's in a dome, I'd pick the Denver Broncos, but it's not. So you got to think. These teams that are comfortable playing in cold weather are going to be the favorites, and they're, and they're probably going to win. I think I think New England, Tom Brady just loves it. Loves cold weather. He grew up playing in Michigan. Cold. He's fine. He's the guy that wants to go out in the snow and stay out all day. Hey, man, you don't want any of that. He wants to be in a dome. I, I don't like what, how Peyton Manning wears gloves. I think quarterbacks who wear gloves, I think it... I think it just messes up the way they throw. I don't think they're. I think they gotta be touching the ball. Like Tom Brady, he, he he keeps his hand exposed and he throws. I like that. Tom or Peyton Manning wears gloves. I don't like that. I never, I never liked it. Aaron Murray, I remember, and the Georgia quarterback, Aaron Murray, he wore gloves uh, against UCF in the Liberty Bowl in 2010, and he struggled. I think it's gloves, guys. Gotta stop wearing the gloves. 
I could just be totally wrong on that. I don't know. I have thrown a football wearing gloves. It's different. It is. It's just different. It doesn't feel right. I'm not an NFL quarterback, so I don't know. All right. Interesting matchup this weekend. You got the Saints and you got the Panthers. All right. It's in New Orleans. Uh, Carolina is obviously showing they have a good defense. But New Orleans is just a different team when they're in, in the Dome, in the Superdome. They just are. They're just a completely different team. I mean, they lost to the Jets, and that was on the road, obviously. If the Jets came into uh, New Orleans, it wouldn't be a totally, it would be a totally different story. Oh, all right. Going back to cold weather teams that probably could win the Super Bowl. All right, you got... You got uh, Seattle, obviously. And if they get home field advantage, I don't see them losing. Which doesn't mean they can't. I'm just saying, they haven't lost yet with Russell Wilson at that stadium. So until they do, I'm going to say, no one's beating them there. Um, Can Carolina play in cold weather? Uh, no, I don't think so. Cam Newton grew up in the South, played at Florida, played it in, over in Ben... Blinn College or whatever in Texas. And Auburn. He didn't know. He didn't know. I don't think there's a chance Carolina can win the Super Bowl. You gotta take this cold weather thing seriously, folks. It's a real factor. It's huge. You saw Denver against New England. They, they're they not the same team. Peyton Man can't throw that ball in cold weather. I think he had like 125 yards. He has 125 yards in the first quarter of games. The whole game. So, uh, San Francisco, that's interesting. Yes and no. I think Colin Kaepernick can. He grew up playing in Nevada. In um, University of Nevada. It's very cold there. He can play cold weather, I think. New Orleans, I don't think so. I don't think Drew Brees is comfortable in cold weather. You saw it in Seattle. He struggled. He was uncomfortable. You saw. You saw. It was obvious. He was just uncomfortable. He didn't want to be out there. Russell Wilson did. He's very comfortable in cold weather. Tom Brady, the Patriots. If they get home field advantage, which I don't think they will, I think the Denver Broncos will, but still, I think, I think Tom Brady... If he gets there, it's going to be a good game. That'd be great. Seattle, New Orleans, uh, New England. That'd be awesome. Baltimore, they're good at cold weather. Cold up there in Baltimore. You saw Joe, uh, Joe Flacco go to Denver last year and just light it up. He can throw that ball in the cold weather. He can. So that's an interesting topic. You know, quarterbacks who can play in cold weather. And, you know, for the most part, teams who can play in cold weather. It's a big deal. It's a real thing. It needs to be taken seriously. Uh, that's why I think Peyton Manning is really running out of time with this whole Super Bowl thing. I think maybe he was <laughs> he hates the fact that it's in New York City. It's going to be cold in February in New York City at night. It's just, that's uncomfortable. I hate that it's there. I, I was so upset when I when they uh, chose New York City. 
and they're going to try this. It's not going to work out. It's going to be miserable for not just the players, fans. It's going to be miserable. Oh, man. So, I don't think they'll ever have a cold weather Super Bowl again after <clears throat> after this year. I think it's just going to stick to domes and, uh, I don't know, Dallas, I guess. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap up the show today. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking about, obviously, we'll have a BCS qualifier after tonight if Louisville wins. So, thank you all for tuning in. This is the Jay Hilby Show podcast on iTunes.